Q106, Michigan's Rock Station. Art here. Uh, I, I'm i not going to lie. I am fangirling out right now as I have my favorite guitarist on the phone right now, Mr. John Five. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, man. This has been a bucket list interview for me for years. Uh, my history with your solo albums and just your work in general uh, started uh, shockingly at working at a haunted house at Universal Mall off of 12 Mile and DeQuinder and Warren. And uh, oh. I found out about your music because it was being played while I was dressed in blood or dressed as a clown scaring people. And I remember asking one of the other actors one day, what is this amazing guitar work? And they're like, oh, it's John Five. It's the Vertigo album. And, and from then on, I became obsessed. So thank you for being uh, my teenage years and introducing me to such great guitar work. And thank you for being uh, all drenched in blood and scaring people. Listen, it's. I feel like when you discover your music, there's no perfect setting than drenched in blood. Hopefully, it's fake, obviously, but there's right, no. Of course, there's no better feeling than uh, than you know. You always have those key artists that that you grow up either listening to or that you discover in your teenage years. And you were definitely it for me, uh, you know, you along with obviously Manson and then, you know, Rob Zombie and everything. So turning it to you, being able to work with such legends, like I know you're a huge Kiss fan and Ace is, you know, a god to you. What is that experience like to be able to work with a legend such as Ace Freely? Well, it, it is strange because I did grow up um, listening to, you know, all these artists. And, and I used to, I was so young when I got into KISS. I used to think they weren't real. And now being, uh, you know, very close with all of them, it's, it's, it is a dream. And then also working with David Lee Roth and all these other, my heroes, like, you know, Skinner or, or anybody like that, it is a... A dream come true because when you're a child, you have dreams and you and um, hopes and dreams and all that stuff. But I never, never thought I would be doing what I'm doing. I always knew I'd be playing music and playing guitar, but I never thought anyone would know my name. So this was all, it just happened. And um, that's why every day, every night I play, you know, it's a uh, it's a gift and it's a, it's a dream come true. Now, you have some serious Michigan roots, obviously, and correct me if I'm wrong. Born in Gross Point, correct? That's right. Born and that- in Gross Point and uh, wonderful childhood. Now, from my understanding, and this is kind of like the Michigan like legend rumor mill, but did you used to visit uh, the guitar stores in Gross Point? And that's kind of, you know, obviously your love for, you know, Kiss and Alice Cooper and everything led you to be, you know, the guitarist you are today. But where did it start in Michigan? Because you used to visit a specific guitar shop, correct? Yeah, there was, um, you know, I started playing at the age of seven and I was obsessed with the guitar i i never stopped playing it my left hand is larger than my right hand because i would play so much and it's stretched and it's very odd looking if i put them together but um so i was like always looking for you know guitar stores and there was a guitar store named fiddler's on Mac Avenue in Gross Point. Yeah. And it's and it's been, you know, it was there for a long time, so I would always just go in there and just hang out. And then Guitars for Stars and uh, any guitar store 
that was around, I would go to Huber and Brees, and and it was um, I would just go and hang out and play guitar and stuff like that, and try to learn as much as I could. I took lessons all the time, but I was like obsessed with it. So yeah, I was like uh, Norm at, at Cheers, you know, always around. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, looking at it now, you get to uh, you get to come back to Michigan for multiple dates. Uh, you, I got to witness uh, your live performance in Flint at the Machine Shop. I, I believe it was last year, maybe early this year, um, and it was incredible. Yeah, it was last year, yeah, last year, it was amazing. It was so much fun. It was like uh, I never played the Machine Shop, and it was so much fun, and we just had a blast. Yeah. And now you've got two dates coming up in Battle Creek and in Westland for the Invasion Tour. It does. It seems like with you, your your brain never stops going in your mind and your body. You seem like a very active person. What do you love the most about the tour life? And then, you know, being a little honest, what do you hate about it? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I used to not love it because I didn't see my family. But now my kids are grown and um, my wife gets to come out on tour. But now I love it. And it, it, it is strange because it changed so much. I guess I don't feel so guilty being away because my, you know, my children are now grown, they have their own lives and, and all that stuff. So now something has come over me where I just enjoy it so much. And um, it's wonderful because I'm doing these shows and I love to play guitar so much and I love music and I love being close to the people because when I'm with Zombie, you know, we're playing a DTE or, or uh you know, something like that, or Joe Lewis, or you right. know, whatever. And but I love doing these guitar shows where I'm so close to the people, I could reach out and touch them and stuff because it gives me a memory of when I would go to concerts. So I kind of have the best of both worlds, and it's wonderful. Now you are an avid Fender Telecaster. Uh, you, your collection is insane. Where did that love? I'm sure you've gotten this question a million times, but where did that love for that body style come from? Because it's a very unique. You know, you have the Strat line, and then you have you know, you know the Gibson Les Pauls, and you have these unique bodies. But with Fender, it's just something special that that you've gravitated towards, and your collection is insane. Where did that love come from? Well, growing up. You know, we all grew up in front of the TV, and uh, I would watch whatever my father was watching. He liked to watch Hee Haw, and I was really into the show Hee Haw, and I would see them playing guitar. And I had an acoustic guitar, but I wanted an electric guitar, and I saw them playing electric guitar, and they all played Telecasters. And I was like, wow, you know, that's an electric guitar. So. I didn't think the electric guitar came in any other shapes but the Telecasters. So oh, wow. That's what burned in my brain, you know, and um, that's why I play Tellys today. And they're not a very easy guitar to play for the kind of music I play, you know? Right. Um, but, I, but I love it, and it's just like everything, you know, comes from when you're a child, and... Everything, everything that you love 
you know, later in life really comes from when you're a child. And that's that's the reason. Now, do you know the number of Fender Telecasters that you have? Like, do you have an exact number? No, I have no idea. <laughs> the collection, the collection yeah, is that insane. And and my other question is, uh, one of my dream spots to go to if I was to ever go on a road trip would be Norm's Rare Guitars. Now you you have been in there before, correct? Oh, I frequent there all the time. Yeah, it's just like getting gas or something. You have to go in every little once in a while and go in and do your uh, do your stuff. I see. Yeah, that's that's like Cheers. I've, it's weird. I brought up Cheers twice in the interview, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever brought it up once in an interview. But that place is like Cheers. You just go in and hang out. It's it's nuts because I've watched the videos of you walking around in there, and I feel like I would have a similar experience. It's almost like your your jaw hits the floor because of some of the iconic guitars that are there, and and of course the price tag too, because it's called Norm's Rare Guitars for a reason. It's not your typical you know guitar center. Um, can I ask? And if this is too personal of a question, please stop me. What is the most money you've spent inside there? Because I could see you. That is like your Disneyland. I'd say probably like 150. Oh my! <laughs> and how many yeah. guitars was that for? Was that for like you know a dozen, or was that for a couple? No, just one. Oh my! Okay, uh, wh- what guitar? I need to know. Uh, the Broadcaster. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do so, you? Yeah, Fender Broadcaster, first solid body electric guitar. Yeah, pretty neat. You know, it's it's a piece of history. There was only. I think uh, 126 of them made, and yeah. you know, it's just uh, a wonderful, wonderful piece of history. That's for sure. Now, do you have plans to have another another signature model made? I've I've always thought that you know uh, that your model in particular, the the one that you carry around the most, the golden Telecaster, um, with the with the golden almost mirror like uh, right. pickup. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's been like your signature model. But does Fender have plans? I mean, I know that they come out with artist signature lines every year. Do you have plans to come out with another one? And if so, do you donate to the needy? <laughs> well. You know, that's it's funny you're asking this question because, and I'm just going to talk about it, because they are planning to do a signature model, a new signature model. I play this all-white Telecaster sometimes. Yeah. And it's just gorgeous, and people freak out. The neck is white, fretboard is white, everything is white, and like it's got like some red trimming on it. So they're gonna uh they're planning on making that a signature and calling it the ghost. Wow. So so yeah. did you did you put that model together? I mean, where did you get that original white on white model from? I got that you know, I'm honest and I, I always am honest with my answers and I I wish I had a really cool like it came to me a dr- in a dream. I wish I had a really <laughs> cool story. But my son like loves this company called Supreme. Yes. And and so I saw something like that. They did a Stratocaster, like all white like that. So I thought, oh, cool. I want to have Fender make me an all white Telecaster like that. So that's where it came from. And the uh, a cool story, the one I always play, the gold one, which is a signature model, I got that idea from the song uh, from Charlie Daniels' band, Devil Went Down to Georgia. And if you listen to the lyrics, yeah. you know, he's trying to beat the devil, and if he does beat the devil, he'll give 
uh, this fiddle. Yeah, the golden gold. fiddle. Yeah, so that's why I have my golden Telecaster. Wow. That's interesting. Is it something that when you, you know, you mentioned earlier in the interview that you never would have thought that it would have gotten this far. And now there's multiple signature models from the dream guitar that, you know, from Hee Haw now. I mean, is it all a dream? Does it ever, you know, those moments where it kind of you almost mentally slapped in the face? Does that still happen? I mean, I feel like with you being able to work with Steve Perry and Ace and, and David Lee Roth, what else could happen that would that would just be like wow this is real it uh, it happens all the time and i it always stops me in my tracks and i feel like you know i i, I this feels like more like a conversation than an interview which is great but I'm just being completely honest so many great things have happened to me in my life where it's it's unbelievable. Like I would have never believed it as a kid, like if all these things happened, but so many bad things have happened too, you know, which I don't really, you know, talk about and blah, 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 boo hoo. Right. But it's weird. It feels like, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like a curse. Like I feel like I'm in a twilight zone because so many great things have happened. Like, like crazy, you're going to be this and that and that and this and this, and I love, but then so many bad things have happened too, and I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible, and blah, 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 blah. So it is like such a crazy life that I can never explain to anybody like right. what has happened in my life. It's unbelievable. So... Every day I get to step out on stage, it's a dream. Every day, you know, I get to do what I do, it's a dream. And talking to you, I would have never thought I'd even be doing interviews. So, yeah, it's I don't take it for granted, and that's why I love to shake everybody's hand and talk to everybody and stop for a picture. You know, that's because it makes people happy and it makes me happy. Well, John, it has been an absolute dream to talk to you. Definitely a bucket list interview for me. I cannot wait to see the show. Uh, there's going to be one at Battle Creek. I'm going to stop at the one in Westland at the Token Lounge. You can get those tickets on the website, just uh, john5.com. And uh, we're excited, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And uh, rock on, man. Thank you. Thank you so much.